0: Thank you for joining us.
1: Hello, hello everybody. And that's what we're going to do on this program is to help open your planetary eyes. And so I'm going to read you an excerpt from a book that we're going to be talking about today. And this happens to be on the back of this particular book. Have you ever wondered why you're here? Do you want to understand life at a deeper level? Would you like to bring more guidance and magic into your life? Memoirs of a mis- misfit, Mystic Misfit takes you on a intimate, uh, memorable, and oftentimes humorous journey of this woman that we're going to be speaking to today. And her name is Barbara Court. And I'm just going to tell you just a little bit about her. Barbara is an intuitive sound and energy practitioner. She is a psychic and spiritual counselor, a teacher and a life coach. A big component of her teaching is to activate people to empower themselves to connect to their own soul's guidance. Her life has definitely been blessed with many interdimensional experiences, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, which has helped her to understand the planet and the true history at a far, far deeper level than we could ever begin to imagine. Her mission to source has brought her to different places around the world where she has worked with spirit to clear and encode water and land to help set the energy for the shift that we are now currently going through that is unfolding for humanity and for this planet. So it is my honor to present to you Barbara Court. Hi, Barb. How are you today?
2: Well, hey, Janice. I am doing great and I'm so happy to be on your show. It's kind of weird, (laughs) you know, it's kind of weird. Gone
1: it is kind of circle. weird because it's come full yeah. circle, hasn't it?
2: It has. It's come full circle, and um, you know, you're the one that actually got me started after I had my midlife crisis. It was through the Hope Interface Center that I really started digging in and finding out about stuff, and that's what started really opening my gifts and abilities, and um, so I owe a lot of my my beginning spiritual openings to you and your center there. So thank you for that.
1: Well, you are welcome. You are welcome. I am really interested in knowing, like, did spirit tell you to write this? Did you have an inkling all along when you were traveling that you were going to write a book? How did the book even come upon you?
2: Well... The interesting part of it is, if you know how stubborn I am, so um, spirit came through different people to tell me I was going to be writing a book about my life, Um and I think 2009 was the first time when that came through, through a, a reading, and the guys told me that I was going to write a book about my life, but it wasn't time yet, because... I had a lot of really interesting experiences that were supposed to happen. And then it came through a Oracle in Mull when I was on the island in Mull. And I kind of knew, but they they kept saying, journal, 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 journal. Make sure you write everything down so you don't forget it. Make sure you put down the dates and the times. And I have a stack of journal at least two foot tall. Um, and started understanding that it was time for me to come full circle here, back to um, St. James, Minnesota, where I was born. Uh, That was where the start of my life was. And I knew I was coming back here to write the book. I just knew it with every fiber of my being, that it was to, I needed to find a place really, secluded in nature and it needed to feel like home to me because I didn't have a family home here, you know, anymore. I I moved away from here when I was quite young. So um, I came upon this beautiful place that was, um, you know, they were people that that I played with when I was kids and their mom was kind of the, oh, you know, like well, you don't really have a childhood that is nurturing. You you get it from other places. And she was kind of like the mom who showed me how to do things and you know, as far as cooking and all of that. And I just remember her more as being a mom than uh you know, I hate to say it, but what my mom was. Um, so anyway, it was like coming home again and once I hmm. came home, it was like, okay, you need to go through your journals and start marking off every single place where you know needs to go into a book. So I did that and uh, I started writing it like probably five to six years ago. Oh, and really? the first Yeah, the first part when i wrote it it was it was so long that it would have been a trilogy so i had <laughs> to i had to really scope it down because uh it was way too many words and i just said this is it i'm not writing another book so i'm going to really craft it so that it's it's short shorter and concise and most people would not think of this as a short book but that's how it got started and uh I was told of four other books that I'm supposed to write they might be in the book already so we'll see
1: <laughs>
0: that's
2: how Well, it
1: got I'm going to give the name out again because I think I slaughtered it at the very beginning but it's Memoirs of a Mystic <laughs> Misfit. And yes. so how did you come up with that name Memoirs of a Mystic
2: well, Misfit? Well, What's really funny is um, I was in partnership with a man named Dana Ross for uh, quite a while in Sedona. And I when I came back, I told him, I said, well, I'm going to start writing my book. And he goes, well, what's the name of it? And I said, Memoirs of a Mystic. Memoirs of a Mystic. I can't remember what the last word I said. He started laughing hysterically. And he goes, that's great, Memoirs of a Mystic Misfit. And I said, that's not what I said. And <laughs> and then I thought, hey, that's really good. I think that's what the name of the book is supposed to be. So I adopted it from his mistake of what he heard. Um, and I think it's absolutely perfect because I think that we all have the ability to really tune into our own you know, our own lives and our own unique guidance. And a lot of times we grow up, you know, with such a low self-esteem, low, you know, it's it's like you down. And then you start moving out of it and into higher places of understanding. And once you go through that crash and that, you know, pulling yourself up and learning more and wanting to change your life. um, You feel very out of step from where you came. And so it seemed like I was kind of an odd duck most of my life. And I just never really felt like I fit in all that well. But in truth, I think most people don't feel like they fit in. I would agree
1: totally. Especially on this type of a journey. Especially on a journey that takes you into fairies and angels and uh, sasquatch and uh, interdimensional beings and things like that. and So I'm just going to read just one portion of the book because I, I liked this a lot. I am sure that there are people who have off-the-wall experiences and feel all alone in them. Sometimes I wondered why I had them. I've felt to be a misfit a lot. My life didn't exactly cookie cut into what people perceived as a normal world. There have been so many experiences that I can't explain, and yet I'm glad that I have been able to experience things outside of this reality. I think that it is part of my mission here. I am predestined to have out-of-the-ordinary experiences so that I can share and help the other self-perceived misfits to feel their way through what is happening to them i also feel that sharing my experiences can help others to open up to their own unique experiences or help them to know that they're that they are not alone and are definitely not crazy and besides Who's to say that out of the ordinary things that I see and experience aren't the real normal and everything else is is us all being stuck in a programmed reality? I mean, what do we really know about what is our normal and what isn't? It's definitely something to ponder. So all of you mystics out there who are having experiences out of this world and feel miss like a misfit I would encourage you to pick up this book and realize you are not alone I think that that's what you've done really great your Barb is to help people understand that these experiences that they're having is indeed out of this reality but they are truly a reality um, so when did this... So it sounded like when I read your book that you were having out-of-body, out-of-this-reality experiences ever since you were a little girl.
2: Yeah, I pretty much was. You know, it's not something you share with anybody. Um, you know, you think they're they're kind of weird, but yet they happen to you. So, like, maybe everyone else had them. You know, had the same thing happening. Um, The truth is that my childhood and stuff, what I put in the book are the very few places that I remember. So um, there's a lot that I don't remember about my childhood, but I will say that I believe that whatever you most remember about your personality or the weird quirky things that you did as a childhood is a great revelation into what you're here to experience on this earth plane. So for me, I was always out in nature. I was running around trying to find Bigfoot, and I was looking for ancient civilizations. And I remember walking down our driveway lots of times, and I was looking up at the stars and the moon, and I'm like, where in the heck did all those those star beans go where are all where's my family you know I don't understand where everybody went and um, so I mean I was talking to fairies and I was singing out in the woods you know thinking I could call animals right to me and all kinds of stuff and and really when I think about it now that's pretty much exactly what my my mission here has been so far I mean, it's pretty crazy, but you know, most people would think, you're a nuts girl. You have an overactive <laughs> imagination. But in truth, it's really what I have done through that whole book.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's like, how,
2: mm-hmm. how can we discount what we think of as a child? Now, um the biggest part of my childhood that I didn't understand were the, the beings who would come in and they were watching me all the time. Um, That was a little scary for me. And I never Mm -hmm. talked about it with anybody. And it seemed like around the age of 12, that kind of went away. I didn't experience it anymore, but then the ghost started and, you know, the rest of the stuff. So um, I do think I've, had a lot of experiences, um, a lot probably I've forgotten even, but uh, yeah, I just think it has a big, a big, you know, knowing of what you're going to be doing in your later years in life. Can you say mm-hmm. that for you? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because part of it, you know, when I was, again, reading your book about how you traveled to heal certain parts of your trauma that you had in childhood, but was also about reclaiming past lifetimes of which you've had to reclaim that back into your DNA, reclaim that into your energetic system so you could then share that with the world. And I think that's what a lot of you know, I see mostly women, and it seems like women are trying to reclaim Parts of themselves, which I call the lost, hidden, sometimes abandoned parts of ourselves, are now are supposed to be coming home. And so, yeah, I think that it helps people to do that. I read in your book that you had traveled, I think it was 44, was it, flown 44 times in 13 months. Yep,
2: yep. Yeah, I mean they never let uh too much sawdust underneath my butt. Uh they kept <laughs> me going all the time. And uh I left oh my gosh, I don't even remember what year it was. But I remember you and I talking one time and you said, Barbara, um, I don't know where it is you're supposed to go, but you're supposed to go somewhere <laughs> and it's going to be for an intense uh, learning and gathering your, your power and your understanding and I was like yeah okay well <laughs> donuts is where I went but man I mean one thing went into the next and um, yeah they, they they would have me move constantly and then at one point it was like you're going to travel for three years you won't have a home and Uh, just be open to whatever comes to you and it'll be good. And it was a really fun, exciting time in in my life, but it's also very tiring because you really can't anchor in anywhere and you don't have a home base. And so I remember uh, I would always, you know, I would be with Rhonda and I would, somebody would ask me where I was from, and I'd say, well, I'm homeless. And she goes, by choice. And I, <laughs> we, would, we have to be careful of our words. But yeah. um, it was it was kind of hard because I really didn't know where I was going to end up. And at some point, if you're going to do work with uh, spirit, you have to like, you have to surrender into it. Yes. You know, and if you don't surrender into it, it just causes a lot of hardship. So, um, and the one thing I want to say is, yeah, there is a lot of very exciting things that happened. And I didn't write in between some of those things. There's there's very not fun things that happen. You still are going through life. You're just um, traveling and doing the work that you need to do and part of that is bringing back uh, pieces of yourself that need to come back into your body Um, and I believe that is because we are aspects of so many different parts past, present, future, all of it and sometimes they go what is called collecting bones and so you go back to places where you where you died in certain places or there's memory in certain places, or you activate certain places and as you walk the land, you activate it and it's people. and then in return, you you get the codes from that place and bring it back and then you bring it back to where you come from. Hmm. So it, it's sharing codes back and forth is what it usually was doing. And um, some of the work that I was asked to do was like one of them, uh, I had to go to Germany and I always had a huge, huge fear of going into Germany and I thought it was because of my past life uh, in that Holocaust era. And someone said to me like, how could you have been in the Holocaust at your age. And I always say, you know, time is really irrelevant, and what if we're playing out all lifetimes at the same time? We just don't know it. Have you had any pushback
1: from any of your experiences? Like, have you had any, you know, when you began to be really, really, really brave enough to write it and to speak it and to tell people? Have you had any pushback from, let's say, because it's very difficult? Like I read the part where you had raised your children, and now it's your time. Like, did your children push back at you traveling, or your experiences, or who you were?
2: Um, I remember. Like, mom, what the heck
1: are you doing?
2: Yeah, I remember one time. uh, You and I were in session, actually. And I said, Janice, I feel like I am being pulled apart limb from limb. And you said, well, what are you allowing to pull you apart from limb to limb? And I remember thinking about, like, um, earlier that day, I don't know, I changed so fast, so quickly, you know, that I just didn't even have time to wrap around it myself you know to understand what was going on half the time and you know my kids and my husband could see that uh, I was changing and sometimes it scared me I was like I don't even know who I am anymore I'm changing so fast I I don't know like is this a good idea is it not a good idea um and I remember sometimes the kids would say a few things, but it was more. Of, it was more my husband, you know. Mm-hmm. He I was, remember
1: that.
2: Yeah, I was going to share stuff, and he didn't want people coming to our yard, and he didn't want people to know. And, um, you know, I I do believe there was some of that, but honestly, when I left, my kids couldn't have been more. Um, they're like, mom, you know, go. We're gonna be just fine. You can come back whenever you need to. They were so uh, just really good about it. They really were. It was mm. more from other people. They're like, how in the heck can you leave your children? Mhm. Mhm. You know, which it's is just the so old bad. old programming. Yep. Yep. We're yep. Yep. And. Part of me was scared for my my son who's mentally handicapped because um, I didn't get to see him as much. But it's interesting. I knew as I was going through it, he was the gauge of when I needed to come home. So I would call him up, and half the time he'd hang up on me like within two minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, well, I guess I don't need to come home yet. And sometimes he would say, Mom, I need you to come home. It would be so Mm. clear and it's like it's time. So I always kind of got gauges of when I needed to and sometimes I felt I really needed to but then there was always something put in front of me that I wasn't able to get here as soon as I could. And Mm. I always knew that meant that like say if it was my daughter who was having a problem, it was something that she needed to fix and work through on her own before I got here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I really did trust that I really did trust that I was doing exactly what I needed to be doing. And there was no, there were no questions in my mind that I was doing exactly what I was meant to do. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm.
1: I feel I think that's the biggest about. thing. Trust, trust, trust. Yeah, trust. trust. Yeah. So, and would I you to... be willing to take one of our phone calls we've got? We've got a couple phone calls waiting for you. Sure. So, would you be willing to take some one of those? Okay, Melissa, would you put the per, first person on for the first question? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, welcome to the Peer Hope show. This is Barb Quartz on the Thanks. program today. Do you have a question for her?
0: Yes, thank you, uh, Reverend uh, Janice, and hello to Barbara. Uh, fascinating conversation. It's um, I'm amazed by all the experiences you've had, and I'm so glad that you've written a book. I'll definitely pick it up. Um, and so, uh, but I do have a question. Since I know you're a psychic, I'm wondering if you would humor me, tune in, if that's
2: okay. Is that okay, Dennis? And that is perfectly okay. Okay. what would What would you like to know? Oh, see, I'm not, I'm not like a normal. My uh-huh. my gift has always been is as you talk, I'm given information. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, well, I'll I welcome whatever you pick up, but then I'll, I'll I'll like to
0: ask my question just to see if you get anything and. Um, Reverend Janice, you're welcome to put in your uh, input as well if you get anything. So, yeah, so oh, yeah. Oh, is there any area that you'd like better.
1: us to kind of zoom in on? Yeah. Well, um,
0: there are a couple of things going on, but I'm, I my question is regarding my older daughter. Um, I'm a bit concerned. Uh, she's been dating this man uh, for the past year, and it's been you know uh, on and off a little rocky. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm wondering if she'll Come to understand that uh, obviously it's her decision in her life, and as parents we have to accept. But I'm just wondering if you see her moving, um, deciding to move, you know, uh, beyond and, and look for another um, partner.
1: Okay, how about it, Barb? What are you What are you picking up on?
2: All right, somebody. somebody and her initial starts with
0: P. Her name, I mean, if that helps, P. Mm -hmm.
2: okay she feels like she has a little ways to go with this guy and I don't feel like you're trying to talk her out of it is going to help in any way she's a little bit stubborn yeah Um, I'm not
0: I don't say I don't talk about this with her
2: this is okay that's
0: good (laughs) Mm -hmm. she is
2: stubborn right the other Mm -hmm. sorry okay Yep, there was a lag there, so go ahead and say what you
0: were gonna say. And no, I was just saying that I don't talk to her about it. Yeah. But I was just wondering if if she intends to um break up with this person
2: eventually and perhaps seek out some other relationship. Well, I don't feel her staying with this person, but I don't know how long it's gonna take for her to be done with it. I see. Mm-hmm. I would agree mm-hmm.
1: totally. What I see her, both part of our journey, as you will know, and Barbara's teaching and I teach, is that you get on a horse that starts to bronco, and mm-hmm. we go up and down holding on for dear life on this bronching buckle, you know, this horse that's trying to
3: mm.
1: move us and change us, and then finally we fall off, and then we realize, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is not the one for us. So mm. I agree with Barb that, that she's going to hold on for a while. Mm. The horse is trying to buck her off. You know, this relationship goes in and out of good times, bad times, in and, out.
3: and she rocky. will be
1: bucked yeah. off. But the good mm. thing is she will not be hurt, and she'll dust mm-hmm. herself off, look at the horse mm-hmm. and say, I'm not going to ride you again, okay. because it's too okay. painful, it's too hurtful. So yeah. I do not see that yeah. person in her life okay. forever and ever. Amen.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's emotionally unstable, and I, uh, yeah, so yeah, they show the yeah.
1: they show the Sorry? bronco, they show uh, the bronco okay. horse, which is him I going see. back and forth. That there's some, you know, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So yeah. Yeah. I see her being okay. bucked off, but her, then her realizing yeah. this is this is not the ride of my life. I'm not going to do it.
0: Mm. Well, I, yeah, I just—it's been a year already, and I'm surprised it—it's lasted this long because there was a point a few months ago where she was very close and, to breaking off. And I learned from a friend, uh, mm-hmm. like, as I said, I just—he knows I don't like him, so I don't talk to her about it. Uh, it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's totally well, great. keep on
1: listening because 2023 is going to be a fantastic year of people waking up, and I believe this oh, I- year she's going to wake up.
2: I yep, hope so. and I hope so. That all of the yucky, old, patriarchal, you know, nasty mm. energy is going down the drain. So mm. let's mm. yep. Every and the okay. other thing I
1: hear is May. So I don't know what May is mm. going to bring, but I hear the word May for you.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. Maybe so.
0: she'll find someone in May. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you see mm-hmm. a move in my future?
0: Do you see a
2: move? <laughs> Barb, do you see a move in her future? Are you talking the daughter or you? Me, me. (laughs) Um, You know, here's the one thing I want to say to you. When you start feeling something coming in your field, you have a choice whether to act on it or not act on it. So I would, if I was you, I would put out into the universe, because this is the thing that I I would love to help people understand better. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I feel like there's a big shift and a change coming from me, and... Um, I would like to move because really it's more about what you want to do now than anything else. So like make up your mind what it is you want to do and start putting it out into the universe and let the universe fill the order for you. But when something comes forward, you need to make a step forward to, to create synergy for it to happen. There's going to be a lot of shifting going on this year for a lot of people. Um, A lot of people Yeah, I get both for you It's like it all depends on you This is your You know, this is your mm. choice I'm
0: ready um, In fact, um, my condo has been on the market it, it, So I, I'm putting it out there I've, You know, and, and I'm praying and uh, You know, just keep saying Bring me the, the right buyer But it seems to be out of my control You know, I guess the buyer has to come forward So
1: yeah. Well, see That's... it in your mind, Mark sold, it's Mark sold, it's Mark sold. I'm ready ready mm. to go, go, go. It's Mark sold, it's Mark sold, it's Mark sold. Mm. I'm ready to go, 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 go. Because you've already put that energy out there, then if you put the house up for sale. So the okay. universe knows yeah. that you're ready to move. So again, 2023 Perfect. is is a great year, going to be a great year. So. Well, oh, thank wonderful. you for phoning, it and I appreciate I your phone forward. call. I look forward,
0: thank you both. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it and um, I'm, I'm really excited about your book and I uh, look forward to hearing the rest of the program. Thank you very much and no, have a wonderful year, both of you.
1: Thank you, bye-bye. Bless thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to read another excerpt from your book, Barb. Okay. The human is much more than they believe themselves to be. They are multidimensional, multifaceted diamonds, and universal citizens. Each has had many, many lifetime experiences by choosing different times and timelines, dimensions, and realities at different places around the world or even on different planets. Each time you incarnate, you choose a new role, gender, culture, and experiences. Sometimes we are the good guy and sometimes we are the bad one. We have been all things. Our soul is eternal and never dies. It only changes forms. And so I like that piece, especially with this particular question, because I think we do feel this momentum of change right now coming in for 2023. And many of my callers, they will call in and say, what do you think universally is happening at this time? And what do you think 2023 is going to bring in, Barb?
2: Well, what is interesting is when 2023 hit. Well, I mean, it kind of double hit me because number one, I finally finished my book, so I felt like everything opened up. But for me, 2023 is about is about uh, the old constructs, the foundation being cracked of the way our world has ran and it's like time for the new foundation to be set in place and for the seeds to start growing and And it's more, um, I think there's going to be a little bit more, uh, I don't want to use the word devastation, but more things falling apart or more things waking us up from the slumber. Um, because I think our world is far different than we believe it to be right now. So I really do believe that we're going to see the truth coming out more and more and more. And um, I remember a long, long time ago, and it's funny because this is just, um, I remember saying something once about like the banking systems and the government and all of it that we have. Like pretty much given our power away to, I think we've discussed this before, like in our uh the one class we had where we got our ordination, and it was talking about the different powers that we as humanity, have given over to outside influences, so that you know we just didn't have to worry about it anymore, and I think people have become very um, passive in the way that. Uh, government and everything else is run and it's time now for those old outdated mode of operandi to fall apart and for the new way of being in this multi-dimensional humanity um, that we all are capable of living in where the main energy and focus is the energy of love and so I think we're being downloaded with these codes from the sun, the solar flares um, and all of the stuff that is going on is waking each of us up in our individual frequencies at the rate that we can handle it. And so everything has been by design to help us awaken from our slumber. And I think that 2023 is going to show us that more and more. And this is a year of expansion. So it's like you could be a manifesting maniac this year and you are going to open many doors of potential for yourself and others. Uh, As long as you're in the heart, uh, you're going to do really good things. And if you go into the negative part, you're going to have a lot of uh, that stuff come forward for you. So it's like, really monitor your thoughts and try and stay in a really beautiful place because even the dark has you know a mission here on this planet. We're duality. We're a mission, we're a planet of duality. So the light and the dark are working together to create a you know movement forward for humanity. That's what I really believe is going on.
1: Mhm. And I really liked how you answered our caller's question that it can enter into your field. Let's say an opportunity to travel or an invitation or this inkling to move or whatever it is. When it enters into our energetic field and we're aware of that, we are a planet of free will. So we get to either, I'm going to go, or the ego pops in and say, well, you can't really move or you can't really go because this and that is going to happen. It depends on how you say yes to this entrance yes. that's coming in to our energetic field. And that's what you were um, telling her. So, And with all your travels, yep. I mean, you must have had a lot of things enter into your energetic field as opportunities whether it's when you travel to France or Germany or even Peru. Um, you also, I think with the, when you went to Peru, there was a little bit of struggle. But eventually you were saying yes to these opportunities. So how can you help people learn how to trust invitations that come from the universe?
2: You know, I think the, the way to learn how to trust yourself more and what you're getting And the intuitions that you're getting is by keeping a journal, number one. And number two is like trying to manifest things. So like like go to the grocery store and before you go say, I want to have a parking spot uh, right up front so I don't have to. I want to see if I can manifest it. I just want to see if I can manifest it. And 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 then go there, and the exact minute you get there, watch a car go out in the car, and you get to come in. You know, it's it's like seeing how much power you have. Like the the way I teach people how to to show them how how powerful they are is like when I worked with uh, Dr. Emoto for a little while with Jane Carney. I went there with her. Anyway, he was talking about clouds and disappearing and putting back clouds. Well, I would say, All right, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, make clouds disappear today and by golly we'd make it disappear and then someone say, Well that you know, that was a fluke. Well do it again. Okay, it happened again, do it again, it happened again. And once you begin to notice that as you say yes to things, or as you try things, or as you get things. And if you paid attention to them, what happened? If you didn't pay attention to them, what happened? And start really earmarking those places, because we're the one that creates it all. We are, we Mm -hmm. create all, we create all of it. And Mm I, you know, I remember, asking many times, okay, so what did I create? What is predestined? And how can you tell the difference between it? I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Does it really Mm -hmm. matter? It's only the mind that wants to know these things. It's like the more you practice, the better you get at it. And it's the more you talk out loud the more opportunity you bring to you. When you talk out loud, you are talking in all parts of the elements. So you're using water because we're, you know, mostly water. You're using earth because we're made of particles of the earth. You're using Uh breath or air and you're using You're using all parts of the energy and that is how you create by really um, saying things out loud and letting the universe kind of show you the way and being open to experience because if you say you want to experience something that comes to you and you shut it right down, you aren't going to get another opportunity for a while
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because they're going to see, oh, they're scared they haven't worked through the fear factor And they're all that way. It's with the angels. It was with Bigfoot. It was, I remember asking if there was really a mother God too. And um, I said, I want proof. I want you to, I want you to come into my bedroom at night sometime. And this huge white beam came walking into the, through the wall. And I got scared to death. And I'm like, what if it's a, you know, dark beam trying to, Be the false light, you know, and you're just like that is so ridiculous. It's like every time you shut down something, it goes away. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
2: they won't try again until you're you're ready. You know, so it's constantly just working through the fear, trusting. You know, trying to Yeah, trying to manifest something and see how good you get at it and the more you listen the more starts coming to you
1: and the universe has so much to give everybody the universe is abundant I know that Christina Rose would always say to me if you cannot take a compliment um, then how do you expect the universe to bring you the big stuff if you don't accept the little stuff how would you ever expect the universe to bring you the big stuff because you can't even handle the little stuff yet so when the universe is giving you an invitation to travel or move or whatever it might be, or even when you get a compliment, just to say, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that universe because that's how the universe is going to bring you to the next piece and the next piece and the next piece. And that's what you have done so wonderfully in, in your journey. Because I don't know, if, have you even counted up how many countries you've
2: traveled to? No, I really haven't. Because, you know, you went it.
1: to Peru, you went to France, you went to um, Germany, you went That's... to England, you went to, you know, you've been to so many different places.
2: Oh, yeah, I've I've been to a lot of places. And, um, you know, I kind of went kicking and screaming a few of those times. Um, but I did it anyway because I felt it was there for a reason and... Um, I just followed it. And sometimes it was amazing and sometimes, I mean, really, Peru was was the trip from hell for me.
3: <laughs> and mm-hmm. most people
2: would say that would be my bucket list. That's where I want to go. But for me, I, I had to go through it blind. You mm-hmm. know, I really did. I I think I was clearing up a lot of karma for my lineage. Mm-hmm. Um and I just wasn't to see it because it would have been overwhelming for me. Um, mm. That's what I really do believe. Um, mm. So that's a really hard trip, but am yep. I glad I went on it? Yep, I am. Yeah, I gained a yep. lot going on the trip. Yeah, it's amazing,
1: isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask it for is. another caller to come on the air. Melissa, do you want to put on the next person, please? Hello. Hi. Hi, you're on the Pure Hope Show. Do you have a question for Barb today?
3: Well, you know, the funny thing is it's similar to the last caller. Um, It's about moving. I live in Florida now, and I'm um, doing a lot of thinking about moving uh, closer to my daughter in Kansas City.
2: Well, you know what? The first thing I heard is, what's stopping you? Yeah.
3: Well, um, it's been a little challenging finding like rental properties in my, in my budget. <laughs> so
2: so you feel like you have to buy
3: a house? No, just rent. I just want to rent rent. It's my, it's my mother and I, and um, she's going to be 82 and I'm 61. So we're looking just to rent until we, you know. I don't know what, (laughs) but it's just the rents all seem to take a a hike this year or this last year in 2022. And Mm -hmm. so it just, you know, I don't want to, like, find a place and get priced out, like, the first year. Well,
2: what I would do is I would would write a synopsis or a little – you know, like a letter to the universe of, of how much I could afford and what I wanted to have the place look like and what it needed to have, what was, uh, you know, what was a no-go and what what could I, you know, what do I really need? Like, what are the most important things that I need? Like two bedrooms and it needs to be this far away from my daughter and, you know, whatever it is, this is the price I can afford it can't be over this amount. Um, you know, I don't want, you know, I want it to be a bottom floor so my mother doesn't have to climb the steps. Whatever it is that you need and start putting it out there because I can tell you I have I have manifested some amazing places to rent that people would not believe what I paid for rent. And what I got for it I mean, all the property and everything I got for it, you can manifest it if you want to. You just kind of have to know how to do it.
3: Okay. Um, and this
1: is what I would trust you. That always know that the universe, if you want to call it source, cosmic intelligent, Native Americans call it great spirit, many people call it God, God that the universe is there to conspire for you, not against you. So if you're trusting this universe and you have this feeling like, oh my goodness, I really, really feel drawn, not pulled, but drawn to move closer to my daughter. If you feel drawn, then trust that the universe is going to conspire for you, not against you. And again, sometimes it's just, just, as Barb said, it's tweaking a thought process in your mind. And one of my greatest uh, mantras is, I bless this moment, I trust the universe, and I expect the very best. And the universe begins to move in the direction of moving you. You are the elders in our world the ancient ones um, are calling us to different places. And, and the elders right now are honored uh, a great deal, especially in this universe, and it will lead you. Trust the universe that you will find something there and that you will be okay, that you will be comforted. Um, you are the two elders that are walking your path right now, and this is and i 'm an elder i 'm going to almost be seventy years old, so I tell people that the universe is is honoring the elders at this time, and when you feel drawn to do something, the universe and the elders and the ancient ones come and say, "Follow me, you will be okay. Trust the universe that
3: 's beautiful.
1: And, and um, that's what well,
3: I hear for the both of you, oh, you and your mom. I, I love that. Um, I just – something um, like I live in Florida now, and what I've been doing is I signed up for some of the rental uh, websites like Zillow and Rent. rent.com and, you know, those types of sites. Do you feel like, you know, it will come through there, or do you feel – there's a different resource to use or i don't know, Great question. You know.
2: I what do you I think, think Barb? you can I think you can find it in lots of different places the problem with zillow and those places are that they usually tend to put a fee on top of uh whatever you find so a lot of times you can find really good places on bulletin boards, newspapers. Um, you got to watch yourself if you go through, like, uh what is the name of that place where you can buy everything? And they had so many scams for a while.
3: Oh, Craigslist.
2: Uh, Craigslist, Craigslist. I mean, there's lots of ways to find it. Like, I would go on a group, uh a Milwaukee group, and just see if there's a Milwaukee group that you can join that talks about rentals and stuff, like they'll put up stuff for sale or rentals. Cause a lot of times you can get some really good finds there.
3: Okay. That's a good, yeah. I just, like I said, I've been using a lot of like the mainstream ones. And so often there's so many people looking on those that it's going before you can even, you know. It, like, shows you the counter of how many people that have applied and stuff, and it's like, oh, wow, (laughs) you know, when Mm -hmm. you live out of state and you can't act on it right this second, you know, it makes a big difference, too, so, or at least that's what I'm finding, so. Yep.
1: Well, I'm hearing that you're going to move, and it's going to be great. So follow your gut instinct, follow your intuition. That's your God-given gift. So.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Yeah. That was awesome. I took lots of notes. So thank you very much. I appreciate Good. it. Good. Thanks
1: for calling in from mm-hmm. Florida. Thank you. I
3: appreciate mm-hmm. it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Let's go with one more, Melissa. Do you have another caller on the line? Hello. Hello.
3: Hi. Hey, welcome. Question, but
1: I would love to Thank you. I would love to ask a question. Sure. Um, how I, I'm I'm wondering about
0: always feeling blocked, and um, I'm wondering about your thoughts on that.
1: Great question, Barb. How do you unblock?
2: Thanks. That's wow. a better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, what I find is um that well, I do have a process in my book for that actually um, okay. it's, it was too it's too long to go into, but um, what I would say is like usually there's a part of yourself that is causing um sabotage mhm, so it's usually oh, yeah, that's like. Totally true. Yeah, it's usually like a part of yourself that you haven't quite healed yet that is still out of line. And so usually what I find that it comes from a child aspect of yourself that you still haven't quite gotten the self-esteem or, you know, like you might have been told you were stupid your whole life or, you know, whatever it is, it, it usually ends up. Being part of one of your children that hasn't yet healed something, um, so I would ask you to go back and to look into that a little bit. Like, okay. um, yeah, can you give me like an example of of what you're blocking? Well, it's, it's like every time I, I can like um, with with work, I seem to. N- never
0: quite succeed. Um my relationships are a mess that type of thing.
1: <laughs> or I've never have a long-term relationship.
2: Mhm. Yep. So I would totally say that's inner child work that would be very beneficial for you to do. Okay. Okay. You know, sometimes it's pretty hard to like do all that stuff by yourself. Um and you it can be done. It can be done. I I did it on my own, most of it. But, um, or you can get someone who can expertly take you through that process and help you see where you're doing it. But usually, if you're having trouble with relationships and everything, it's like, there's one thing I do. I tell people to write down every major person that you've been in a relationship with and then write down Mm -hmm. all the negative, qualities that um, have resulted in that relationship and it can be work relationships, it can be love relationships, it can be father, husband whatever and see where all the similarities come in so that you can you know you can find out where that came from and then um, you know take your power back from all of those places because usually self-esteem is is uh you know the per for a lot of that kind of thing mhm okay that's a good idea
1: that was that was good advice i'll I'll give it a go good I'll
3: good well thank book. you for calling
1: thank you for listening
3: mm-hmm. thank you
1: for listening so barb um since you've been many places since you've had many experiences with fairies and sasquatch oh. and all of those things, what do you think has been the most interesting experience that you've had?
2: Well, the most interesting experience that I ever had was swimming in the ocean with the dolphins and then and then being taken away by the current and having these beans show up that uh were were manta rays they were see through manta rays. Um, I kept getting called to Hawaii, and the whales would come in my room at night, and I knew I was being taught by an Arcturian council, uh, and there were some Syrian uh, beings there as well, But the, which the whales and dolphins are. They're Syrians. And um, they would teach me at night, and they kept calling to me, and I knew I was supposed to go to Hawaii. And so uh, I kind of, like, just didn't go for a while, and it just seared my soul not to do it because it was such a strong calling, I couldn't take it. And finally, someone agreed to go with me, and I went, and it was the most beautiful, amazing thing to be able to get in the water and to swim with dolphins and see that. You know, the beautiful love energy and the pink that they, they flow this pink energy around them and they actually, uh, throw sacred geometry off their tails as they swim. I could see it. But while I was in the ocean, I was drug away. I was so in the moment, I didn't even know I was being taken away. And uh, the next thing you know, I didn't see or hear any dolphins clicking or people making noise, and I'm kind of looking around, and I'm like, oh, something's coming. And there were these 10, like, see-through manta rays, and Hmm. (laughs) they they were quite big, and I was just staring at them, and you could see, like, their organs pumping inside them, but they you know they weren't I didn't think there ever was such a thing but I'm like I'm not a marine biologist I didn't know and so I'm looking at them and and they're getting closer and what I noticed was there were these crazy eight eyes on top of them that you know they they were like in the in the shape of an eight it was really bizarre and then the closer they got they started morphing so like the eyes popped up out of their you know top of their head and these arms started coming out of the wing and their head started coming out and the torso started morphing and then the legs and feet and before you knew it I had like these ten ten foot tall beans that were white they were a, a whitish color And they would come up to me and they would get like inches away from my face and they just kept touching my heart over and over and over again. And uh, they would take turns and each one of them would come over and they would feel my heart. And I just thought it was the weirdest thing. (laughs) And I wasn't scared. It was really bizarre, but I really was not scared. And I I think I was just so intrigued by the morphing that was going on, but I could feel they held really high energy. And um, pretty soon I got a, you know, I could hear the screaming, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I think I'm in trouble. So I popped my head out of the water, and uh, the boat was way far away, and the captain was pointing towards me and they came and made me get on board and and uh they were going to take us home and i was like hey you know i'm sorry it was my fault i promise if you let us go back in again i'll i promise i'll stay with the group you know i'll be more conscientious and so he let us go in again and the same thing happened only this time i didn't hardly even get to you know swim with the dolphins They just took me way far away this time and, uh, it was, it was the same again, but this time a lot of them came forward. They still did the same morphine process. Um, they still would come up and touch me and, and feel my heart energy and, um, they just would stare at me. It was, it was just really bizarre, (laughs) but it was, Hmm. it didn't really make me feel weird at all and part of me is like well why didn't you ask them questions it's like I don't know I was so in the process that I just didn't pay attention well then I saw three great big fish swim underneath me and I knew they were sharks I knew they were and I heard all the screaming going on and everybody was like screaming bloody murder and I could hear my name being yelled and I popped my head out again and sure enough here I was like twice as far away this time and I thought oh my god I'm gonna get eaten by a shark (laughs) and this is my my biggest fear and um, but I knew that the the beings that were in the water would never let anything happen to me I just knew it without you know without a doubt my mind and i went back into this place of peace so i would have to say that was probably my most memorable experience honestly it was pretty oh. pretty, pretty bizarre um and i did like stay at this ranch where this guy asked me to look at his newest dvd video and his name was Jean-Luc Bozzoli. He's a futuristic painter, and he paints about the whales and the dolphins. And he asked if I would uh, look at his newest DVD meditation. And in that meditation, the same beans were in there. And so I had a connection, and we were able to talk about it then. And he said they were Palladian, Um and they'd been there to teach him for some time so um that was it was very interesting. Hmm. Hmm.
1: so, who are your guides now that help you the most like and I don't know if if it's called like the, who do you depend on the most in the invisible world helping you at this time?
2: Well, I'm going to be honest and tell you I have never really had a working relationship with my um my guides. Okay. I've not Mm -hmm. really very much at all. And this life, I mean, I can see them once in a while, um, and they've changed over many times. But what I have worked with is my, with, is my higher self. It's like, I don't know how to explain it other than I believe that I just know things, and I don't even know how I know them a lot of times. So it's like more working with just the knowing that I have. Mm-hmm. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense to you?
1: Well, total sense, because, you know, I'm a teacher of oneness, and and I tell people about the atma, and to rest in the arms of atma, which is inside of you to come to the monad, the spark of the divine that's within you. It's time to return home now to the divine within us, which again many people call intuition or a sense or a knowingness, and to follow the atma, which is in you, and that's a Sanskrit word that comes from um, India. And so just lately Mm -hmm. I gave a class to have them do a mantra of just om, Sat-Shit-Ananda, Sat-Shit-Ananda. And that is like honoring the divine within. Go within and follow within. And so that's why I tell all of my clients and all of the great listeners that we have that have phoned in today and are still listening, is that that, and I think that's what you were doing in your traveling, Barb, is that you were reclaiming your empowerment within you. And that's what you do as a teacher now, is to help people go within, go within, trust that energy that's within you. I think, so that makes total and complete sense to me, total and complete sense to me.
2: Yeah, because that has always been my biggest thing. It's always like, well, you know, you can go through lots of classes, but then you're always like, but how do you do that? You know, so I would always like, I know I did readings for a while there. I think you, I'm sure you remember reading it in the book. I did, and yeah. And, mm-hmm. yep, they came in and they said, you stop giving those readings. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why? And I was like, well, the way you give them is disempowering to the people who you give them to. And I'm like, okay. So they explained it in a way Um and they said, wouldn't it be better if you taught people how to get the information for themselves? And I said, well, of course, isn't that the way it always is? You know, it's always better if you can get people to do it. But somebody's got to teach teach how to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like it's, you got to teach them how to get there. And... I mean, I, I'm i not saying that psychics don't have a place in the world because they really do. They can, they can really tap into different parts of yourself and help you understand things that you can't understand. They can also help you empower yourself or to trust your intuition. Um, there's, there's many good reasons um, why people go to psychics. Um, But if you use them all the time, instead of trying to tune in for yourself, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Um, And most psychics will, you know, they would probably do that, especially if they're teachers. They would, you know, say, well, what do you think? Or, well, what do you feel? Or, you know, because it's so Uh easy for people to give away that power. And um, we just, you know, we're not... We're not supposed to really be doing that anymore. And so I I believe that um, I put some classes together and it was like stuff like how to empower your life through spiritual principles, how to connect with your inner guru, you know, because um, one of the things that I did, I would go to um, Michigan a lot and you know, I love yoga. I've never gotten into it myself, mm-hmm. but I believe for a lot of people, it's a good way to start tuning into your chakras and your feelings and all that kind of stuff. But what I always noticed was that uh, when I would have someone who was into yoga, is that they're always bowing to you and um, you know with that prayer. And I, 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 I don't know. I just. I have a problem with, um, I know it's it's like I see the God in you. And if if mm-hmm. they can do that, that's really a wonderful thing. But if it's like if they're going to listen to you over their own inner guidance, then I think it's not a good thing. So it's, and it's all not a good just thing. self-empowerment. It really is. Yep. And we're all picking up. And if you find a teacher that helps you get to those places, I think it's amazing because it's really hard to get there on your own. It is. Yeah, and as you know, there's times when, um, you can read and read and feast and feast on everything there is. Um, but at some point you'll probably be asked to step back from everything and be taught pure information.
3: Mm-hmm. And that
1: does happen. Mhm. Well, where can they get your book? I know I'm going to talk a little bit as we close about our the book signing that you'll be having here at the Opener Base Center. But those listeners in Florida and New York and Washington and Oregon, who we have listeners across the nation, where could they get your book, Barb?
2: Okay. Well. Um, As right now, my book is on hold. I hate saying that, but they had to reformat it because they had made a few mistakes. Um, That should be corrected within the week. Um, They can go on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of those bookstores, any of them at all, um, they all carry it. Anything that is associated with um, online bookstores should have access to my book. And if they want to buy it through me, I have I have shipped off a lot of books. I can't do it into Canada or across seas because it won't, you know, it wouldn't be worth it. Um, but if they want to get a hold of me, they can go onto my website called um, aligningthesoul.com. And um, they can order it through there or they can email me at uh, healthewaters at com. So it's, it's online pretty much everywhere. Um, and if there's a hold on it, there won't be a hold within another week to 10 days. So
1: good, that good, good. And once again, everybody is listening, it's called Memoirs of a Mystic Misfit. And most yes. of us feel a little misfit when we're doing this. So any <laughs> last words to our audience as we say goodbye to them?
2: Well, I just think that everyone has the ability to tap into their higher potential and that as long as you earnestly in your heart have that wanting to understand yourself at a deep level and you are fearless at taking a look at yourself because what I tell people is um, everybody says, oh, man, the masters, I want to be self-realized. And it's like, well, then you've got some work to do. (laughs) You have Mm -hmm. to be able to uh, really look at your life and pull it apart. The biggest gift you can give humanity is to heal your life. That one conscious act is going to it's going to make more ripples out into the world than anything you could ever imagine. And um, as we begin to heal ourselves, we heal our generational um, things seven seven ahead and seven behind in our lineage. and um, the lineage works very closely with you, whether you know it or not. Um, and you can call in and ask for help when you get stuck or you need to work through something. You can have them hold the energy for you to really work through your stuff. So you're never alone. So, um, you know, the, the earth runs off what we as a collective consciousness put out there. So heal up any disgruntled or any uh, disinformation or dislike about yourself. Um, it's all there just, just to see something and to integrate those darker aspects of yourself and be okay with them because usually they're the thing that saved your butt your whole life. That shadow self um, and, you know, we've all done stuff we aren't proud of. But guess what? They made you who you are. And it takes push and pull to grow. That well, would be thank my
1: you. advice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, for all of you who are listening and or will pass this on if you've listened to it, uh, you can certainly come to the Hope Interface Center, which is a uh, beautiful center, a temple on the light of the hill. At 114 Pole Road, we are going to have Barb here in person, Barb Court, at 1 p.m. on Saturday, February 4th for a book signing uh, of uh, Memoirs of a Mystic Misfit. And so if you're inspired by this talk um, and you still have questions uh, listening to this radio show tonight, you can certainly come and ask her questions. She's going to be giving a short talk about how she transformed her dysfunctional life into one of adventure, trust, and freedom. Her incredible journey shares her interactions with invisible teachers, which guides her through past life, visions, ghost, soul exchange, meeting the masters, and working with the group of beings who are here to oversee the Earth's ascension process. So that work, uh, her work is centered on an amazing global journey to gather her energy back from past lives while helping to activate, clear, and seed in the new era of what is unfolding on this planet at this time. This is an incredible time to be here on the planet. And I want to thank all the listeners who uh, called up and who are still listening, we uh, appreciate you deeply and uh, remember that you are the ones you've been waiting for. You been the ones who have been waiting for, not someone coming out of a cloud, but you are the ancient, ancient, ancient DNA that is back, uh, especially the divine feminine that is back here upon the planet. If you are not able to come to the Hope Interfaith Center for the book signing. Please know that you can get her fantastic book, Memoirs of a Mystic Misfit. And once again, her email is mysticmisfit555 at gmail.com. I'm going to give you that again. It's mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C-M-I-S-F-I-T, mystic. Missbit 555 at gmail.com or you can check out her website which is www.aligningthesoul.com and you can ask her questions uh, sign up to have a consultant uh, to talk to her a healing um, and or to get her book so I want to thank you Barb for being on the program this evening I appreciate you
2: Thank you, Janice. I appreciate you very much, too. Thanks and I for look forward my, to... for giving me my start. You were a big part of why I ended Aww. up where I ended up. So Aww, thank you that's for so, so... so many yeah, people. That's you,
1: so you've sweet, done a lot. so sweet. Well, what you did, hun, is you took all that information and advice that I gave you and you ran. You totally ran with it and engaged in this very, very um, wonderful adventure, spiritual adventure we are on. And everybody who knows me says that the reason uh, to solve all the problem we must go within and find the spirit within the atma, within the ancient wisdom that we hold within us all. So I appreciate that about you, being a light here upon the planet. And doing all that you've done for this world. Now you can balance out your life and you don't have to take all those flights around the world and just um, be a writer, be a writer and bring this information out to the people. So I appreciate that very, very, very much.
2: Well, thank you, Janice.
1: Yes. Well, take care, everybody. Thank you, my listeners. I appreciate you. This is going to be archived. We have many, many, many of our programs archived. If you are wanting to know or interested in the Hope Interfaith Center and what we do here, you can certainly contact us as well. Our um, website is www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com. in lovely, lovely Mankato, Minnesota. And so we welcome you back next time for next month to join us when we're going to have another author uh, from Austin, Texas, speaking about her book. And so until we meet again, take care of yourself, be kind, be gentle, be real. Namaste, 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 everyone.
2: Amen. Thank you for tuning in
0: to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.